Hey everybody, and welcome to week four of What's Next. One of the things we've loved about this series is everybody has a next. Yeah, I think I've said more times than I can count, if we're not dead, God's not done with us. That's right. If there's still air in our lungs, there's a next step for all of us. Which gives old guys like me great hope. One of the things I think is funny though is a lot of times we point at other people and we think they have a next step. I know, I find it so much easier to look at somebody across the room in my office when they come to my office for a counseling appointment and say, let's figure out your next step. Yeah. Like, what's your best next? Yeah. When I look in the mirror, I find that it's difficult, but, but it's not impossible. Yeah, so I wanna invite you even now just to drop your guard for a second and to say, maybe there's something God's calling you to do, calling me to do, calling yeah. us to do. There is a next. And what I found is over time, some of the most frustrated people that I've ever met are people that sense there's something next, there's something I'm meant to do, yeah. yet they don't know what it is or they feel trapped by their current circumstances. I think that's so true. You know, last week uh, I, was, I was preaching and, and talking about what it is to be delivered mm. a, from a stronghold. And I think oftentimes because we don't do enough internal work on our own, Sometimes I believe we're stuck in this prison cell where Satan has made us believe what we are not. Mm. And we simply have given up on what God has already birthed within us that he wants us to discover. Absolutely. And so this week is really all about this idea that we're to discover purpose, yeah. that we are created on purpose. And you said this, I think even week one, that we're created on purpose for a purpose, for a purpose. So you're not an accident. You're not some asterisk in a footnote in God's story. Yeah. There's something you're meant to do. There's something we're meant to do. And yeah. we are some of the most alive people on the planet yeah. when we've discovered what that purpose is. And I think there's certain times in our life, I think when people are graduating high school, I think when they're getting out of college, I think when they're getting married, I think when they're sort of midlife, I think there's certain seasons yeah. that people ask that question more, but regardless of age or stage, any of one of us can begin to ask today, what's my purpose? What am I on this earth for? Yeah, and I think that, uh, I really do believe the scriptures point to us that God wants to unveil that for us, but because of his great love for us, he lets us choose for him to do that work internally. Mm. You know, I see a lot of things like 23andMe and those kind of things where you can send in a saliva yep. test and they come back and tell you where you're from or your history. What I've discovered is most of those kind of things don't give us a lot of ahas. They simply affirm a lot of what we already knew. Right. The, the wonderful thing about recognizing the gifts that God has birthed within us is that most of those things we discover are new. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think there's a difference in, matter of fact, I know there's a difference because the scriptures teach us this. There's a difference in the gifts and, and, the, and, and the, the, the inner workings of how we were created yep. compared to how we were recreated in our new birth hmm. as a believer. Absolutely. You know, and, and when, you, when you marry those two and you, you begin to understand those, then we understand what it is like to live in the glory and the power of Christ but in our unique way in which, in which God built us. 
Every one of us has a purpose, and there's yeah. a lot of ways that we can get at it. There's a lot of ways that we can discover it. But we want to give you a couple of scriptures on the front end as to what the Bible says about this. But I was thinking back to week one of this series where you talked about the fact that at the racetrack, the dog track, yeah. there's this rabbit, this mechanical yeah. rabbit that all of the dogs, they just know, hey, when I see the rabbit run, I go. I go. Yeah. But you were telling that story. If you don't mind, recap that real well, it quick. Well, it was just so funny because as the story I heard from our friend over at Highlands in Birmingham said that he was at the dog track. And so the mechanical rabbit starts, right? Yeah. And so all the dogs, they take off like normal, but literally the mechanical rabbit, the electricity fried, sparks go everywhere and the mechanical rabbit is kind of obliterated and so all the dogs now they don't know where to go they don't know what direction yep. some dogs just sat down yeah they quit other dogs try to escape through the fence and literally hurt themselves while others escaped up into the crowd and just became like people if you will they were just bystanders yep what a horrible thing in our life to not know the purpose for which god wants us to run yep and I think what happens is we believe Satan's lies and, and then literally we're trapped. So we just stop and quit yep. or we try to escape and we hurt ourselves hmm. or we just run to the rest of the world and behave like them. That's a powerful metaphor. Yeah. I think any one of us watching can sort of relate at different seasons of our life Absolutely. of doing those things. And so what we want to say today is purpose is so important. Yeah. Purpose is that thing that, that gets us up in the morning. It's that thing that when we put our head down on the pillow at night that gives us the sense, I did what I was created yeah. to do. And the Bible has a lot to say about this. I mean, listen to a couple of these verses as we think about how God has wired us. He says in Ephesians, he says, but to each one of us, mm -hmm. grace has been given. And I love that. Grace mm -hmm. has been given as Christ appointed it. So Christ himself gave the apostles and the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for the work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all attain or reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's Ephesians 4, 7 and 11 through 13, that God mm. has given us gifts. And so yeah. one of the things we wanna say on the front end, that this is something God gives every believer. Right, right. You don't, this isn't something special. This is something that God gives every single believer. And so if you know Christ personally, you already have what it takes. I, that statement right there is kind of the hub of everything we're talking about today. So if you have trusted Christ as your savior, then you've already been giving these gifts. They already exist. Mm -hmm. And I love how King David described it as a psalmist, as a songwriter. Mm -hmm. You know, he, he wrote this and I love it in the message, in the translation, it says, you know me inside and out, he says, I love that. Listen, Psalm 139, he says, I, you know me, God, inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit. Now, in our digital world, when I think bit by bit, I, I think, okay, so he understands me in a molecular sense. Wow. He understands me at a cellular sense, you know, I mean, it's like, you know me, you know, every cell that was placed there for a reason, my DNA is there because of you, mm. you know, and, but listen, listen to what else he says, like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth, which by the way, is a great reason for us to know that we ought to fight for the unborn. 
because God knows us, sculpted us. And then listen to this, all the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Hmm. Is that not rich? I mean, it's like God has already said to Bobby, I've given you everything that you need. Now what I want you to do is trust me so much that you'll turn me loose, but know me. Mm. Know me deeply. I mean, yeah. we started this whole thing by saying, whatever the next best step is, always should include knowing God more. That's right. Yeah, all of these things, as we think about purpose and your design, is it starts with that foundation, know God, yeah. know God. Right. If you don't know what your next step is, step one, know, know God. God. Yeah. But as you know God, he keeps nurturing us, he keeps growing us up. And one of the best ways for us to discover that ongoing purpose is to say, God, you've already placed gifts inside of me. Right. You've already placed abilities inside of me. You've already placed some unique personality stuff inside of me. And so the best I can do, and I think this is a spiritual exercise, become a student of yourself yeah. so that you can grow personally. Yeah. And that as you know yourself better, you can live that out. And I think that's a, a lifelong journey. You know, just kind of it takes just a personal moment. One of the things that I enjoy far more deeply than just what we have in a working relationship, I enjoy the fact that when you and I are together, and I think this is helpful for all of you in that, that need a relationship that I experienced with Pastor Bobby, is that we find ourselves speaking about spiritual things easily. I mean, we can speak about spiritual things as easily as we can talk about Apple events, mm. you know? Yep. And I think all of us are in desperate need of people because I think they, you help me in that inner search in me because I have a freedom to speak with you about things that matter to God. Mm. I, you know, I, I've sure. said this for nine years around here that if we would be people that with one another would openly speak on the things of God, great things would happen. And I think that's, I think that's taking God at his word. I think so. And I love that relationship too, because I want to keep growing and yeah. becoming who God wants us to be. Romans says it this way. Romans 12 says, we have different gifts. Mm -hmm. We all have different gifts according to the grace given to each one of us. And so one of the things that I think is, uh, so troubling that creates a lot of friction for people is they try to be somebody they're not. They try to take yeah. on somebody else's gifts. And he says, no, we have different gifts. We right. don't need to try to get somebody else's. Right. We need to discover ours and to live those out. And so we're going to take a break just for a moment. Pastor Zach is going to lead us. But as we go into this next section, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk more about how do you get at your purpose and yeah. get at your wiring. But just going into this time, would you just have a moment of prayer? where in your head and your heart, you would pray something similar to David, where David says, you created me, God. Right. You know my inmost being. You're right. the one that knit me together. So I, pray, I praise you because I'm fearfully, I'm wonderfully made. Would you start there today yeah. and just bow your head for a moment, close your eyes and just say, thank you, God, for how you wired me. Thank you, God, that you know me. Yeah. Thank you that you've got a purpose for my life. And then just say, God, I'm open. God, yeah. would you speak to me now through Don't you course. love it how David said openly to the Lord with great transparency, search me mm. every nook and cranny and point out any wicked way. Yeah. It was like, God, you have permission to bring before me my worst so that I can clean it all up before you. Mm. That's what a great time to do that. Absolutely. We'll see you back here in just a moment. Amen. Jesus, Son of God, Messiah, 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thank you so much, Pastor Zach. Pastor Bobby, when we left out, one of the things that you were talking about was doing some work inside. Yeah. A a little self-work. I think that's a big deal because when you think about purpose, there's a lot of assessments out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the work world, a lot of times people use DISC, D-I-S-C. Some people use Myers-Briggs. Right. One that we've seen a lot lately is people talking about the Enneagram. It's been around a long time, but it seems like there's this resurgence of people talking about it. But we're a Which, big... by the way, I'm an eight. What are you? I'm a 
six, so we're, wing five. We're kind of opposite. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I come from the head, you come from the gut. Right. And, and so all of us have wiring, and I think any of those things are helpful yeah. to think about. But as the Bible talks about gifts and purposes and how we're wired, Ephesians 2 says we are God's handiwork mm-hmm. created in Christ to do good works, yeah. which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so the big idea of the opening that we talked about is you're created on purpose for a purpose. That's right. And so now let's just talk about some ways that we can get at discovering it. And there's a lot of ways to do that. But one of the best ways that I know is to start with your gifts and passions. Absolutely. And there are many tools and we're providing a link so that you can just click on and to do this. And then Wednesday night, we're actually doing a teaching session on spiritual gifts yep. and walk you through discovering your spiritual gifts and what they mean inside the body of Christ. Because every single gift that God has given, and scripture is really makes a big deal, Paul goes crazy about this, that every single gift that God has given us is on purpose for a purpose. Haven't you ever been given a gift, like a gift card? Yeah. And you're like, man, that's awesome. That's a restaurant I like, yeah. and then never use it? You know, I have done that, and it's such a shame. Like, uh, if somebody, like, I think you gave me a gift card to Papa Do's this past Christmas. You better have used it. I, I used it pretty quickly. Okay, good. But, um, but there's still, like, $10 left on Papa Do's. Yeah. And I'm thinking, that's half a lunch. But I, anyway, I we've, got off target there. We've got a Ziploc bag full of those we kind do of cards. Yeah. And it's this reminder that the person that gave the gift intended for us to, to use, use it. it. And a lot of those cards have $10 or $50 yeah. or whatever the value is, they have worth, but the only way that worth does anything is when you know that you have that gift. Yeah, eventually you, you gotta swipe use. the card. That's right. Yeah, you gotta get it out of the bag, you gotta go to the place, you gotta use it for its intention. And um, when, God gives, what, when God gives us a gift, what a horrible thing is to put your head on the pillow at night like you talked about a minute ago and have to look up to heaven and say, you know, I chose not to use your gift. I think that's some of the most frustrated people on the planet. Absolutely. We've all had those conversations where we've talked to people that knew what their gift was, they felt a prompting to use the gift, but they just haven't done anything with it. Even when God has made it clear, Mm -hmm. like abundantly clear. They have all these excuses, well, I've got this, I got this, I got this, and then they end up frustrated, depressed, angry, distant, whatever. I mean, there's this downward spiral because they haven't, either known what their gift is or they knew what it was and they didn't you know i've taken sixty-five thousand people literally through disc Hmm. and i see light bulbs go on no matter what age they are but what i have really learned is that when people determine to discover god's giftedness with them uh, not just their temperament but literally a spiritual gift given to us by god at the point at which we surrendered our life to christ yeah. I mean, we were all given, like you, you, you were given the ability to grow a beard when you were born. I wasn't, right? But when you got saved, you were given a group of spiritual gifts that were made just for you. Yep. That is just as unique as your DNA. Romans says it this way in chapter 12, verse 6. It says, we have different gifts according to the grace that's given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, then serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's to encourage, then give encouragement. Mm. If it's giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. And if it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And so this first way of getting at your, your purpose is to say, what is 
what are the gifts that God's given me? What are the right. passions he's placed? Because typically a gift is an area that you excel in. Yeah. If you're struggling with yeah. something, that's probably not where God's gifted you because God's placed his gift on you. So number one is to figure out what are your gifts and passions. And again, click the link or click the link within the app. And join us Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for Sugar Hill Midweek. We're going to take it a little deeper. Yep. Yeah, you know, while you were talking, I thought to myself, these gifts are so specific that we really don't have to guess at them. Mm-hmm. And, and very few people have to put them on trial and error because they, they, they can be confirmed so easily. Mm-hmm. They're confirmed by a test or assessment like this. They're confirmed by people around us. And they're confirmed by what happens when we receive this affirmation from the Spirit of God was, at a boy, at a girl, you're doing what I made you to do. As a result, it's what you talked about. When we don't function in our gifts, we do grow greatly frustrated. Like when I first came into ministry, I came out of a business world. So everybody wanted me to be an administrator, but you're a business guy, so you're a numbers guy. Right. But I think anybody that's worked around me over the course of time would say, you don't want Chuck as your administrator, you know? And that's part of why the giftedness that you may find with your spouse are opposites right. because you need the strength of each one. Listen to what uh, the book of Romans has to say in chapter 12, verse one. Uh, Here's what I want to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering, embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. So that's one, discover what those gifts are, and then determine, and I believe this with all my heart, everything you've experienced in your life from birth to today, God's allowed in your life to prepare you for what he has for you tomorrow. So this is a second way is to say, what do my life experiences point to? So it's it's funny for you just to think about being a builder before coming into ministry, God still uses you to build. And some people might think about business and that kind of background from a number standpoint, but you had the vision. You can look at a building, you can look at and translate that into people's lives and you can see what should be, what could be and cast that vision. Yeah. I look at like all those kind of things. What, what I learned on job sites or putting in storm drain or whatever, it's amazing how many times God's used what I learned in that part of my world here in a church. But, but it's not just there. Yeah. Uh, I've experienced, uh, I've experienced a, a, an extraordinary amount of, of, of different things in my life, including things that I knew were not in my giftedness. Hmm. And sometimes I ran toward them because the objective for me occasionally was, but I want what I want. I don't, I don't want to surrender to what God wants. I want what I want. And honestly, Bobby, every time I've done that, I became a modern day Jonah. Hmm. I can remember when uh, God first called me into ministry and my, my goals had nothing to do with going to ministry. And I, I literally said no before I even prayed about it. Hmm. And I can remember, you know, back when bag phones were about that big and they had That's a battery so life of like 30 minutes. I can remember calling my wife and saying, I think I just missed God. And she was bold enough to say, well, why don't you call him back? And my pride wouldn't let me. I became a modern day Jonah. It was like I had great properties that I couldn't sell. I couldn't lease. I couldn't do anything with, not because of the economy, but literally I just, I decided I'm not going to Nineveh. I'm not going to, I'm not going to surrender my life to ministry. I'm going to go chase my business. And you know, the Lord loved me enough to let me experience the fact that, wait a minute, that's not for you, Chuck. I have a plan. I'd never experienced fulfillment 
I never experienced contentment until that life experience allowed me, along with my giftedness, to find peace and joy, fulfillment and contentment, which is why I add that in my blessing every week. I love that. And so as you're thinking about this today, in your own purpose, life experience is something to look at. Yeah. So everybody has experience. Everybody has a life story. So you grew up in a normal home. Maybe you grew up in a single parent home. Maybe you're the oldest. Maybe you're the youngest. Maybe you went to school beyond high school. Maybe you didn't. All of those things play into figuring out your purpose. None of those are necessarily right or wrong or any of those things. They're just part of your story. So I would encourage you to think back over the major events in your life. Think about the situations you're dropped in. Not necessarily all the big flashy things. Often God uses mundane seasons in our life to help us discover purpose. So number one is to begin to think about your your gifts and passions. Two is to think about your life experience. Everybody has a life experience and nobody's is exactly the same. And then number three, one that a lot of times people don't want to talk about, but it's so true when it comes to finding purpose is thinking about what causes pain in our life. Yeah, and, and sometimes the pain we cause in our own life. Hmm. You know, pain, uh, I've learned the hard way, is a great teacher. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I, I have people that will call me pretty frequently. They'll say, Chuck, would you, pass, would, you, would you as my pastor pray that I wouldn't have this in my life? And oftentimes I feel guilty trying to pray that out of their life because God's using that to create something. Yeah. I am absolutely certain, and I... I I, sometimes I cringe when I hear me say this. I'm not sure how committed I would have been to this pastorate had it not been for all the pain that I experienced in my life. But the opportunity now to sit in my office and speak with somebody who knows what it's like to lose everything or what it's like to have your spouse pass away or what it's like to blend families and children. And I look at that and I think all of that experience, all of that pain, God uses for his glory and people's good. Absolutely. But I mean, you experienced that. I mean, your dad passed away when you were a teenager and all of a sudden you became kind of the man of the family. Uh, And and it's kind of strange at your young age, you were forced into being a patriarch. Mm. And I think it's interesting, you know, in the moment, in those seasons, you don't ask for the pain. You don't necessarily seek it out. But I I heard uh, one professor say this years and years ago that when it comes to figuring out purpose, ask yourself what what makes you sing, Mm -hmm. but what also makes you cry? What are the things that bring you great joy, but what are the things that break your heart? And I I love what 2 Corinthians says in chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. It says, all praise to God, Mm -hmm. the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father, and he's the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles Mm -hmm. so that... And I love that, so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. And that's really, oh, that's so good. Um, with the passing of my dad, other family members growing up around pain and dysfunction and, yeah. and, and extended family, none of those things that I would I have said I wanted, no, no, but no. they have certainly, God has certainly used those in my life to have empathy to other people, yeah. to be able to, to, to um, connect with people that I wouldn't have ordinarily. And God's been able to use the story of those pains in appropriate situations to help people Absolutely. find hope. And so I think that's true for all of us. Is that you've it got is true pain. for every single person watching mm-hmm. um, that pain, life experience, giftedness, you put all of those and blend them together. The one thing we know to be certain is that God created a one of a kind package 
just for you. Yeah. Just for you. Mm. Just for me. And the, when you look like, sometimes we're on a platform, you know, and you're looking out at the church and you got so many people in here. I think sometimes people look and say, well, well I, my life would be made too if I was like them. Right. But what you, when you mentioned empathy, this is a part of how God wires and it lets us experience this and the pain. Because when you look at any single person on the planet, here's the certainty. They have unique gifts. They have unique life experiences and they have experienced or are experiencing unique pain. And when you put them all blended together, God has a unique plan to use that. So all of those things for all of us, we make a choice every morning. They are either a ladder to step over that pain and over that experience, or they're simply a, a bed that we're going to lay down and wallow in and say, well, I can't face tomorrow. Yeah. Well, we know that Christ has wired us, that we're, we have become such a person. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 12, he says, God's various gifts are handed out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. And where does God's spirit live? In you, That's believer. Right. Then he goes on and says, God's various ministries are carried out everywhere, but they all originate in God's spirit. And where does God's spirit reside? Inside the Christian. God's various expressions of power are in action everywhere, but God himself is behind it all. And where does God himself live? Within the believer. Each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. All kinds of things are handed out by the Spirit and to all kinds of people. The variety, listen to this, is wonderful. If, if we all were to discover our, spirit, our, our spiritual gifts, yeah. if we were all to recognize every life experience, including pain, mm. was there for a purpose, yeah. then we, we wouldn't have the racial tension we have. We wouldn't have civil unrest. Uh, we, we, we would have people that literally come to recognize fulfillment and joy and peace and purpose yeah. on purpose for a purpose. Yeah. And that's our prayer for you. I think as we, as we close all this together, I, 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 one of the things I'm reminded of is everybody typically admires something they see in somebody else yeah. and they despise something they see in themselves. Gosh, that's, that's me. I, I do that. I think a lot of times we want to change something about us. And that's one of the downfalls, I think, of social media today is everybody looks at everybody else's stream and thinks, yeah. man, their life is perfect. Their right. life is great. I mean, everything's working for them. And what we don't realize is oftentimes that's fake. Oftentimes yeah. people are just <laughs> posting the highlight reel, yeah. not their real life. The meal looked great. You took a picture of it and then you tasted it. And it was like, yeah. And you know, moments after the picture, everything fell apart or whatever. <laughs> and so I would just say this to all of us is that God accepts us as we are. Yeah. That when we've yeah. given our put our faith and trust in Jesus. And as we follow him and we try to do all these things to discover our gifts, God, God accepts us exactly how we are. Yep. He's not trying to cause us to be like somebody else. Right. And so for us to be able to say, man, if I'm going to live on purpose and discover my purpose, I need to get comfortable in yeah, that. Absolutely. I love Psalm 37. David was writing Psalm 37. There's a lot of turmoil in his life. But essentially, as you read through Psalm 37, he talks about, I'm going to dwell, I'm going to rest, I'm yeah. going oh. to trust in him. In fact, that would be a great passage if you're looking for one just to sit with this week is yeah. just to read carefully through Psalm 37 and say, God, I want to bloom where you've planted me. Mm. I want to flourish 
in the place that you've put me. What a great thing to read between now and Sugar Hill Midweek, Wednesday night at 7. So when we drive a little deeper into that, to have the certainty of Psalm 37 residing and kind of working inside of our soul, wouldn't that be good? That'd be great. Yeah. So on behalf of Pastor Bobby and myself and our entire family here at Sugar Hill Church, thank you for being with us today. And trust that you'll, you'll take this opportunity to discover your spiritual gift, to be able to take all that life experience, including the pain, let God put it all together and do a great work within you. But the one thing that we know for certain is that you're not going to allow him to do that. And he won't do that until you surrender your life to him and start with that today. Jesus, come live in my life, take over, forgive me my sin. Thank you for dying for me and raising for me for the payment of my sin. I want to live for you all the days of my life and let him come within you. And when he does, those gifts are immediately given to you. So walk in that promise today and go in peace. Amen. Family, we want to thank you for joining us again. Such an awesome worship service and the sermon from our pastors. We want to invite you to either join us in person or right where you are online. And we can't wait to see you next Sunday. That's so true. And I pray that that message really touched your heart today. And while we're at it, if there's anything going on in your heart that you need prayer for, y'all, please visit us at prayeratsugarhillchurch.com. We would literally love to be praying for you and your family during this time. But until then, we'd love to see y'all. Can't wait to see y'all. Go in peace.